I'm thinking if somebody falls down and you just kind of like, I'm not going to stop and help you. I'm, I'm just going to jump over you. I'm going to Hope you're okay. leapfrog. Hey, I'm pretty sure that I can point them. Follow me to the aid station. There's comfort ahead. Ciao, sono Lucia e sono una big ass runner da Torino nel nord-ovest dell'Italia. Vi do il benvenuto a Bigas Runner Podcast, dove cerchiamo di intrattenere, incoraggiare e motivare i trail runner da tutto il mondo. Adesso vi presento e vi lascio ai vostri host, Jeff Farrell e Steven Pitt. Divertitevi! Well, thank you, Magic Lucy. You know, a couple of weeks ago we had our very first intro in non-English, that was in Latvian, and today... We have our very first one in Italian. We are so global. This podcast is going so global. Well, welcome to the Big Ass Runner podcast. My name is Jeff Harrell. This is episode number 84. So glad that you're listening. Have a great show planned for you today. In our first segment, one of our favorite guests that we've had on because she just provides so much very practical wisdom for the everyday runner. Dr. Lisa is back and we're going to talk specifically about how to recover after a long, long run or a long, long race. So look forward to that in segment number one. In segment number two, we've got Marcy Baser back and we're going to find out, has she made any progress on her trail running knowledge? We'll find out, excited to find out what exactly that means. But before we get to that, we say on the show a lot, one of the best and free, by the way, ways that you can help support this show is to leave us a review wherever you listen. The most probably visible place is Apple Podcasts. If you listen to Apple Podcasts, please leave us a written review. And whenever we get one on Apple, we always read them. I've got two today. So thank you to the two folks who left reviews. The first one is from Mutant Fish Lover. Well, that's interesting. Mutant Fish Lover. Title is Top Trail Running Podcast! Exclamation point. Five stars. I think Mutant Fish Lover may have found a mutant fish midway through this review because it says, I found this podcast about four months ago and that's all we got. But it's a five-star review and it says top trail running podcast. So thank you so much, Mutant Fish Lover, for that awesome, although abbreviated review. We appreciate that. And then the second one is from Sodak14. The title is A Real with two L's. That makes it even more real. A Real Fun Running Podcast, five stars. An awesome running podcast that has a bit of everything. Great hosts, entertaining and educational segments slash guests. I would totally agree with that. And all around a very pleasant podcast to listen to. The funny and engaging hosts. Thank you again for that. Jeff and Steven are your average, boy, is that true, everyday runners that are juggling work and family like most of us. Well, thank you so much, Sodak14, for that awesome, awesome review. And like I said, one of the best ways that you can help this podcast is to leave a written review. Many of you have, so we would totally appreciate that. If you have not, please do that. A written review helps people find the podcast well, with that, we've got a great show, so I don't want to wait any longer till we jump into it. Let's get going on episode number 84 of The Big Ass Runner. Well, now on the Big Ass Runner Hotline, we have back for the third time, Dr. Lisa. Dr. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Wow. Three times. Third time's a charm. <laughs> third time's a ch Well, the first two times were a charm, too. You were great all two times you've been on. And I do have to congratulate you because I think the first time we talked to you was back on episode 44. That was back in the summer. 
and you were doing really well on Instagram, but you have absolutely blown up. I think you've got over 57,000 followers and it's because of your just incredible content. So just want to say big congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoy helping runners across the world. So I think that's like a big blessing being able to get content out there, but I appreciate it. Yeah. And if you don't follow Dr. Lisa already, make sure you go to Instagram. It's Dr. And then dot Lisa dot DPT, you'll find it. But she's got just so many great videos, great content to help runners. And, and I actually wrote down your purpose that you have there on, on Instagram because I loved it. It says, I help runners prevent and treat injuries with strength and mobility training. That is a fact. Love it. Such such good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I find that I kind of grouped it into prevent and treat because it's basically those two categories and there's you're either preventing an injury or it seems like you're treating an injury when you're a runner so you got to make each one a priority to get making sure that you're running pain-free or getting back to running pain-free absolutely that's what that's all of our goal we know that injuries are a part of running and trail running but preventing them and, and minimizing them i think is is super important well in and on that topic i thought we talked a little bit about this before we hit record but most of the listeners know I just finished a super, for me anyway, a super long race, 100K. And so I thought we could focus our attention on this episode to things I can do to recover. So I'm sure the body goes through a lot of stress when you go do 100K. And I imagine, and I'm a little bit older runner too, but it probably doesn't really, you know, age probably doesn't even matter when it comes to getting back, getting the joints working again, building that strength back, because I'm sure you lose a lot. So I'd love to focus there. Does that sound sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Well, congratulations on the 100K. Oh, thank That's you. Incredible. <laughs> it was It was a long day in the desert, but it was it was a great day. It, really, <laughs> it was a great day in the desert. How did you feel crossing the finish line? I, you know, so... I had to change my strategy because it was unusually hot for that time of the year, even in the desert. So I got into the low 80s. And so I changed my strategy to the original goal was under 17 hours so I could get a, a lottery ticket into Western states. But once I heard about the heat, and, and by the way, the heat got over 120 runners not DNF'd because of the heat. My goal shifted to just finishing. So when I did cross that finish line, it was like huge sigh of relief. I honestly didn't know what time it was. My wife's like, it's 2.30 in the morning. It didn't feel you know, like it was 2.30. felt like, I don't know, midnight. But yeah, it was one of those, you kind of think back. And this actually happened probably a mile or two before the finish line. I just started running that, that, that film in my head of all the training races and all the little laps around when I was doing heart rate training in the summer and all the hill repeats and all the strength. I just played all that back. It's just sort of a reminder of the effort and the, the work that got put into it. And that made cross, yeah. that made crossing the finish line, you know, I think that much more memorable and, and, and emotional. So it was great. That's awesome. It's funny how the goals shift when you're running. But I completely <laughs> agree. Like, you're like reminiscing. Like, this is how hard I've worked exactly. for this. Exactly. That's well, amazing. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. And, I, and I'd love to, because I know that you said you've got several things for us today around recovery. Where'd you like to start? Let's start with the hour after you cross the finish line. <laughs> when, when, I, when I can't move very well, <laughs> I can't stand up yeah. out of the chair. <laughs> after all the adrenaline is like kind of calming down a little bit. Let's start there. You've taken some pictures gotten some water some fuel okay so the biggest thing i would say like after you're done even a couple hours after at night you want to make sure that you continue moving which is like very hard to do obviously because you're exhausted but the biggest thing is if you go from that extreme of running for several several hours to all of a sudden sitting your joints are just going to stiffen up your muscles are going to stiffen up and you're not going to be able to move like nearly as well as if you took a mini walk or just even some mobility training just to keep your joints moving. Because basically what's going on after or like throughout the race and then even after is everything in your body is basically becoming inflamed. So right when you're done with the race, 
and you're fueling and you're done with your workout, or you're done running, your muscles and your tendons are all of a sudden starting to repair. So that's when you want to get into making sure you're getting electrolytes in your body, first of all, making sure you're eating a ton of carbs, a ton of protein, getting your macros in, so fats too. And I don't know the exact like carbohydrate or protein grams to how many like minutes you've been running. So make sure you like look at a nutritionist or dietitian for that. But you want to make sure you're getting a ton of carbs in, especially if you ran for 17 hours and a ton of protein, because that's going to help your muscles and your tendons to start repair. So all of a sudden you're going into this inflammatory phase, like everything is just swollen basically. And then things start repairing. So basically happens like a couple hours after you're done racing for like two weeks after that, especially depending on how long the race is for you, probably three weeks, three to four weeks, I would say. Everything's still repaired. I'm still in repair mode then. <laughs> yeah, you are. Definitely. But, I always say like a half marathon is like a week, a marathon is like two weeks, and then my guess for you is like three to four weeks, really depending on your body. And it's always hard to tell if you're still in repair mode, but I would still pretend like you are until you feel like 100% back to normal, basically. That explains a lot, Dr. Lisa. <laughs> that explains my last... <laughs> My last run was just a, a six mile run, but I I could just feel my left hamstring, which didn't bother me at all during the race, but I could just tell it was tender and acting up. And, and I don't know if that's part of it was repairing itself. I did feel it a little bit during the race, but it never felt strained or anything like that. But I wonder if that's, that was part of just the repairing process. Definitely. Definitely. So in terms of like your goals are after a long race. You want to make sure you're getting the joints moving. So I highly recommend 10 to 15 minutes of mobility exercises. So this is not stretching. This is going, taking your joints through a certain range of motion. And it's just what they can tolerate at that point. You don't want to push it. But taking your joints through that range of motion so you can prevent your joints from stiffening up. So when you're stretching, you're elongating the muscle belly when you're doing mobility training so you're stretching say you do 30 second hold three times hamstring stretch when you're doing mobility you're flowing like in and out of that motion holding two to three seconds focusing more on how the joint is moving so that has a lot more carryover in terms of like how your joints are feeling but also injury prevention in comparison to stretching because stretching really doesn't have that much of an effect in the long run in terms of like injury prevention or just getting your body warmed up for exercise. Got it. So sitting in the chair for a long period of time was probably not the best idea. It probably wasn't, but that's okay. Two <laughs> <laughs> thirty in the morning. That was kind of the only option. And by the way, I didn't, I didn't tell you this, this part. So at the, at the finish line, the only way to get to the finish line is to take a bus a shuttle bus from the mall area. So it was like a, I don't know, 10 or 15 minute, bus ride and so all of us that were finishing at 2 30 in the morning got on this school bus and you should have seen us trying to get off that school bus when they got to the mall <laughs> after sitting you know, still for 10 15 minutes after running for 18 and a half hours it was quite comical the bus driver <laughs> the bus driver is getting the biggest laugh i was like okay yeah, you try running 18 and a half miles and then getting out of the Stedgum school bus. But yes, I, I can relate. I can relate. I wish I'd had an opportunity to do more mobility. I probably still could have, even in the school bus, been doing some things, I would imagine. Yeah, you can still be doing some things. I mean, the biggest thing is you don't have to do the mobility like right after you finish the race. You don't need to be that insane. But you could do it a couple hours later. Basically, I would just do it before you actually go to sleep at night because then you're putting your body in another position where it's just going to stiffen up. And then it just prevents you feeling like an extremely old human being when you wake up the next day. <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, so I highly recommend that. So that's right after the race, and you and then you try to get some mobility in. You, you head to bed at some point, sleep. Next day, is that is that the next real big focus area? Yep. So the next big thing is make sure you get enough sleep because, again, that's how your body's repairing itself. And then I would do mobility every single day until you feel 100%. So your mobility could be 10 to 15 minutes at night. 
You could also do it in the morning because you're going to feel better after you do it. So it's not like it's torture. Like you're definitely going to feel better after you do it. So I would do it one to two times a day, every single day until you're 100%, like a 100% energy-wise, your body feels 100% or back to where it was before your actual race. In terms of whenever sleeping, like definitely make sure you're sleeping enough. Don't disregard that. Make sure you're eating enough so your body can repair. And then in terms of exercise, I would go for walks throughout the day just to keep your body moving. So you're going to do it. Walking is obviously low impact, but again, you're increasing the blood flow, promoting healing, and also walking works on your mobility. So I highly recommend just taking it easy and actually taking it easy. Got it. Got <laughs> Don't it. Don't try to go for a run. <laughs> And you, you talk about mobility. Is there any specific exercise, like examples that you can give? So kind of give people an idea of what exactly you're talking about? Yeah, I have a lot on my Instagram and my reels. But one of them that is my favorite is if you're sitting on your butt and your feet are out in front of you, a little bit wider than hip width, and your knees are bent, and you're dropping your knees side to side like a windshield wiper motion, and you hold one, two, three seconds, and then switch to the other side. That's a great way to work on like internal and external mobility of your hips, just as an example. Versus stretching where you stick your leg out in front, you try to touch your toes, you hold it 30 seconds, maybe a couple times. That's a stretch for hamstrings, just to compare it. Got it. I wish this was on video, so you should see me right now trying to do that motion you just <laughs> talked about. I'm swiveling in my yeah, chair. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. Well, that's great. And one of the things I talked about this on the last episode, I did, and I hear people say a lot, I'd love to get your opinion on this, is Epsom salt baths. And I did two or three of the week after, and it felt like it helped. And I don't know if you were going to get to this or not, or if this is even something you want to talk about, but Epsom salt baths help. Yeah, I would say if they don't do harm and you feel better after, keep doing them. So in terms of just like relaxing your muscles, I think it's good to do them. I wouldn't necessarily do them within the first couple days after because then this also goes to the hot tub. If your body's inflamed and you're adding more heat to it, uh. it's not going to really calm down the inflammation. So in terms of if you want to take a cold bath, sure. Most people don't really want to, but I would kind of hold off on the Epsom salt baths because I know most people do warmer water with that, and you really don't want to add warm water or hot water to inflammation. But in terms of, like, the relaxation of the Epsom salt, I think it does a great job. I don't think it's enough salt to really make a huge difference in muscle repair because, again, I don't personally think that the Epsom salt's like going through the skin to the muscle like we think it is. Right, right. I, th <laughs> I think if you're fueling your body with the appropriate electrolytes, that's going to be doing just as much. But in terms of relaxation, I think that's fine. Just maybe not do it the first couple of days after. You hit on a really good point that I didn't think about because every time I go to the chiropractor and he's got to make a, a pretty big adjustment, he'll tell me to ice it. Don't heat ice it because of the inflammation. So I never thought of that. Your body's inflamed. You should really focus on cold way before you're doing a hot tub or something warm. Yeah, you should. I will say though, the first couple of days after, I really wouldn't do cold either. I would really like let your body relax in its natural state the first couple of days after because although it's inflamed, if you put ice on it, unless it's like absolutely aching, if you're putting ice on it, just say your knee's stiff, you take the ice off, your knee's more stiff now. So in terms of like the stiffness versus inflammatory process, give it three or four days. Then you can start to do a cold bath, ice, anything like that. Got it. Because you will be more stiff after you take ice off. Got it. So really it's, it's staying in motion, mobility, hydration protein, carbs, getting the things inside you, keeping the body moving. That's really the focus those first couple of days. Yep. You can definitely do like a massage gun too. I know not everyone has them and there's kind of a big hype around them right now, but just in terms of like the vibration of the massage gun, that will help the muscles relax as well. That's great. Yeah. So 
in terms of when you can get your body out of this, I'm walking, I'm doing mobility, I'm eating, sleeping. When can I start running again? Because I know some people always ask me, you know, I have races back to back weekends. That's a hard one to answer <laughs> because ideally you don't want to run or strength train when your body's in this vulnerable state of being inflamed yeah. because then it's set up for injury or you're more likely to get injury. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I would really focus on, you know, give your body the rest it needs when you're actually feeling a lot better in terms of like your symptoms, like you're not hobbling down the stairs, you're not walking with a limp, that sort of thing. You can start to get back into more non-weight-bearing exercises like swimming. You can start to spin your legs out with the entire goal of increasing your blood flow a little bit more because the more blood flow to that area, the better the healing. So I'm not talking go out and do a hardcore spin class. Just spin your legs for like 20 minutes. Do a gentle swim for 20 minutes. Something that's not really like that high-impact weight-bearing, but just enough to get your body moving. Yeah, I've got a running coach, and that's really exactly what he programmed for me the week after was walks and light. I have a Peloton, so that, that's been part of my training regiment. And he, he programmed just light walks and light Peloton uh, throughout the week. And I, I feel like that was the Peloton really, really did help because it gets the legs moving, but you're not, like like you're saying, you're not pushing them. You're not, you know, you're not doing a lot of weight on the Peloton. It just seemed to really help kind of get some of that lactic acid out of my body. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So I feel like there's like a little bit of a strategy after you're done with a longer race, but if you can get it right, you're going to be able to recover faster and more, I guess, safer because the whole goal is don't get injured after. Let me treat my body with respect, make sure I'm doing the right thing. So the next time I start running, I'm not in intense pain anywhere. And do you see, I know you work with a lot of runners, do you see a pretty common mistake at this stage, which is to get back to running too quickly? I see, I feel like this is a, it's, it's a little too late of an opinion when it people ask me this, <laughs> because a lot of people do the back-to-back weekend, back-to-back races. Yeah. And that's okay if you're used to that. That's what I like to say. Like, if you're running a marathon for the first time this weekend and you schedule another half the weekend after, you might not do very well the next weekend. Yep. So, yeah, I just like to say I would just really, really put in rest in your schedule or on your calendar after a race like that. There's no need to prove that you can run two races in back-to-back weekends. I mean, you already ran one, so I'm not really the biggest fan of that because it does lead to it leads to injury later on. Maybe not necessarily that weekend, maybe not necessarily the week after, but in terms of like the overuse injuries, it definitely comes on after the huge increase in mileage in a short amount of time. Got it. So give your give your body enough time to to rest and recuperate before you get back to running again. Sounds like sounds like a good piece of advice. Yeah, definitely. I would say that's a big mistake. So I would definitely make sure that you schedule in some rest. You'll need it anyways, yeah. or you'll want it. Yeah, and I like how you said that. Even like use it as like almost it's part of your programming. You're programming the rest and you're programming the recovery into your schedule it's not just something you happened upon but it's something that you've you've really strategically focused on yeah definitely definitely and i mean you finished the race like that's your goal yeah right so that's what you train for don't push it too much exactly so that's kind of the week after is there is there any recovery things to think about you know now that you're starting to get back you're feeling better again any any advice in terms of now you're starting to get back to running and making sure that you, you stay healthy. Yeah. So when you're taking time off from running, even though you just train for months for this race, when you're taking time off from running, it doesn't take long to lose your endurance. I mean, it can take as little as two weeks. You lose your endurance faster than you lose your strength. But on the flip side, you gain your endurance faster than you gain strength. So when you're returning to running, don't be alarmed if you're absolutely huffing and puffing to run a couple miles because that's just you gave your body the rest 
you have to understand that you do have to kind of rebuild your endurance a little bit. Not saying you're starting at like absolute baseline, but be aware that you will have to kind of increase your endurance a little bit just because you you took some time off and it really doesn't take long to lose your endurance. You know, that what you just said right there is a absolute gift to me because I ran for the first time this weekend six miles and it felt like I ran the 100K again. I was hurting. My body was not loving it. And my, but it was my endurance that I was so surprised by how quickly I was getting tired. I was running with a couple of buddies and they're like, did you really run a hundred K? Cause it doesn't seem like you can <laughs> even run six miles right now. So, so thank you for that. That, that explains a lot. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of eye opening. You're like, how did I run this race? Exactly. Like, I'm absolutely dying. Exactly. So definitely add in like some strength training too. Like even if you're doing body weight strength training, just to see how, it's a really good test to see how your body's moving, how it's working. You don't necessarily have to add a ton of weight, but I would just add a little bit of strength training in addition to like some really, really light, 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 light jogging, light running. But definitely be aware that you might be huffing and puffing a little bit more. I was. I can verify. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yes. Yes. I, I, I feel a lot better now. I feel a lot better. <laughs> Well, this is awesome. awesome. This is great information, Lisa. Any any other pieces of advice for us as we're as we're getting back now that we're we're huffing and puffing, but we're we're back on a schedule. We're starting to run more and more miles, and we probably like me, I've got a race in three weeks, which I think is far enough out from my last one. Any other kind of final pieces of advice? I would say it, the time frames are very general that I'm giving. It really depends on what your body is feeling. So. Be very aware of how you're feeling, how everything's moving versus just saying, well, the two weeks are up, so I'm good to go. Or the three weeks are up, so I'm good to go. Because maybe your body takes longer to repair. It really just depends. And every body is different. So use these as guidelines. Don't use them as like absolute rules. And again, just be very tuned with what's going on with your body. That's awesome. Sounds like that's just a, a good mindset is listen, listen to your body. And it's almost like a trail race. You got to, you kind of have to triage and, and pivot. Like I had to, with my, my goal you no know, number, I went from trying to get under 17 to just finishing because of the heat. Sometimes you just have to listen to your body and, and pivot and, and change your schedule based on how you feel. I think, I think that's good advice. Definitely. Definitely. Well, this has been so good, Lisa. I would love to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about some of the things that you're working on, some of the programs that you have. Tell us a little bit about what what you've got going on. Yeah, so I actually didn't tell you this stuff, but I'm working at the moment on creating my own app for the App Store because I have running programs that range from my most popular one is the Runner's Complete Program, which is strength and mobility workouts designed for runners, trail runners, or road runners, doesn't matter, but designed for that injury prevention program while building strength. So I have that one, and that is for those runners who are not injured at the moment. But if you are injured, I have a foot and ankle program for like Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis, ankle sprains, and then a runner's knee program for any pain around that kneecap that has had really great success. So I decided to just Go all in and get my own app. Wow. So I've been working on that. <laughs> With all your free time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? So that, that's not ready yet. They're they're creating it behind the scenes. But it'll be a little bit more personable and a little bit easier to navigate through. But I'm always open to, like, answering any messages if you have any questions. Not anything going on, I can always direct you with any of my videos too if you want more mobility exercises because I know I have a ton of videos on there and it can be kind of hard to navigate through. So feel free to just message me and I can direct you through the right way. That's so great. You can get, make sure that you get that mobility in. Love that. And again, that's Instagram is drdr.lisa.dpt. Lisa, you're awesome. Thank you so much. You share such wisdom, such wisdom nuggets with us so freely so i really really appreciate your insight and your expertise oh you're very welcome you're very welcome i hope it helps and I'm looking forward to hearing from some of your followers absolutely absolutely well thanks again for being on the show thank you jeff have a good one we'll talk soon
Well, one of the things we absolutely love to do is to give shout outs and kudos to the big ass runners out there just making it happen. This week, we have Joseph Fuller. Joseph has been listening to the show for quite a while. And in fact, he says he's listened to it countless hours. And in doing so, finally decided to start his own podcast. Way to go, Joseph. I can tell you what a big deal that is, what a heavy lift that is. So excited for you. He started a podcast called Florida Trail Runners Podcast. So if you're out in Florida, check it out. Florida Trail Runners Podcast. He's up to his 10th episode. He's super excited. We're super excited for you as well, Joseph. Way to take that big leap of faith. You know, when you put out content into the world, it can be a little bit scary. So way to go, Joseph. Super excited for you. Big shout out and kudos from us to you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Marcy Baser. Hi, guys. She is back in the Big Ass Runner <laughs> studio. Hello, MB. And Hi, love. her hubby. Hubby, hubby. Hubby, hubby. Yeah, hubby, hubby. Yes. Timmy Time is hubba, here. Hubba. What's up, y'all? Timmy Time is here. Oh. Oh, wait. Oh, there there's my jam. Hey, the Timmy Time song. Well, thanks for coming. It's it's cold outside here in the Dallas area. It has got sleet on the ground, Crazy. but didn't stop the Bazers from being here nope. live in person. We enjoyed a little white chili. Oh, that they said life. food, so Allison's food. White we chicken come chili. Running. It was yes. so good. White chicken chili when it's 22 degrees outside mm. is nice. It was really good. The and cornbread was on point. It was, it the, was, best. It was the best. It was the best. I'm getting the, the recipe. temperature. <laughs> the 200 degree chili. Yeah, it was. Warms you from the inside out. <laughs> it was boiling when they got here. Man, on, it was good, though. Sto- oh, it was so good. A little cilantro mm-hmm. in there, a little yes. sour cream, a little ch- cheese. Uh, cheese. Cheese. All the yummies. Oh, it was delicious. Well, we're glad to have you back, Marcy. Thank because you. Because I've heard you've done a little bit of, almost, would you use the word running? What? I mean, Tim's witnessed it. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. an area in our neighborhood where the sidewalk ends, which I believe is a book, right? It's where a the song. sidewalk ends. George Trey. Oh, yeah. Um, and I run that half block every time, and I try to get Tim to film me to send it to you. But <laughs> alas, it's not even I'm, a run. It's like a sprint. Oh, I'm really? Yeah, it's a, fast she's like as a blur. <laughs> she almost got hit by a car. What? Almost got I, actually, I almost hit the car. Yeah. It was. You were going so fast? So fast. Oh, so my I would have dented that bad yeah. boy. She up. doesn't know how to go slow. No, it's one that speed. I believe. Turns out I'm a sprinter. That I believe. <laughs> well, if you're new to the show, I got to play this because this is basically what Marcy thinks of running. Running is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's yep. what she thinks. And that is what got invited invited me on the show. That's right. right. There. That's we're why trying I've to change your mind. <laughs> Our goal in life is to change Marcy's mind. It hasn't worked so far. I tried. I did yeah. some some running for a moment. Yeah, remember you like got lost and found a dead body or something? Oh yeah, you oh, found a yeah. dead body. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I actually sent footage of that. You did, mm-hmm. and you yeah. fell one time and scorpioned. Yes, I scorpioned. <laughs> that was yeah. out at the at the real trail. At then the I Irwin found Park. those trails at my neighborhood. That's right. Yeah. You're a trail finder. You're a pioneer. Basically, basically yeah. I know. Well, early on in the show, we would give Marcy some common trail terms, you know, like fartlek. Yeah. <laughs> it's still my favorite. <laughs> Things like that. And... Your answers were actually better than the real answers. Out and back. <laughs> Out and back. Things, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So we're going to go back to that. See how okay. you've progressed. Okay. Because you've listened to the show. I and have been. You've I learned. feel like I've known stuff. Just being around you guys and all your trail running activities. That's right. That's right. Chitty chat. I'm going to so, nail this. So much chitty chat. So much chitty chat about the running. We're trying to change. Running is stupid. Into, into something else. At least like running's okay. Yeah, running's okay. Running. I'm lukewarm on running. We would take that. <laughs> we would take ambivalent. Ambivalent to running. <laughs> so I've got eight. Okay. Trail running All terms. Right. Timmy time. If you know these as well, you, you can be the backup. Okay. You okay. can be the phone a friend, if you will. Okay. <laughs> However, I think Marcy's answer is going to be funnier than the real yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. I don't know. There's, That's there's what I think. Quite the setup. Let's see. Okay. This first one is not even necessarily 
true just to trail running. Okay. I think I think anyone that works out may f- have this term mm. top of their list. Dreadmill. Dreadmill. Oh yes. my What does dreadmill mean? That's what I call the treadmill. Every time I walk by it, but don't get on it at the gym, I just bypass that thing. I don't even look to my right. I just keep going. Yeah. No, don't make eye contact with the dreadmill. It sucks. For short, do you call it the dread? Yeah. It's just the big bad dread. The big bad dread. I think that is correct. Thank yes. you. The I official, got it right. Yes. The official definition for runners who love the feel of fresh air and the pavement or trail beneath their feet, thinking yes. about having to run on a treadmill is absolutely dread-inducing. There you go. So Hence the not-so-flattering. It's so a state of mind. Moni- they use the word moniker. Wow. Moniker. That's a big word. That's a big word. That's a what really the- big I word. I liked Rachel better. What the- <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> that would take me a minute. That was a good one. Take time. You got the can la- laughing. Moniker. <laughs> well done, Timmy Time. All right. You're one for one. All right. Marcy, very proud. Thank you. I, I shed a little tear when you they got the right answer on that one. I feel so proud. Like All right. A proud Papa. Like a proud Papa. Papa. Oh, gosh. Okay. Next one leapfrogging. 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 Well, I played a lot of that as a child. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I put that out. On the trail, what that might look like. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking if somebody falls down and you just kind of like, I'm not going to stop and help you. I'm, I'm just going to jump over you. I'm going to <laughs> hope you're okay. Frog. Hey, I'm pretty sure that I can point them. Follow me to the aid station. There's comfort ahead. Yeah. Is that pretty much That's it? pretty close. Yeah. It's pretty close, but not exactly. No. <laughs> uh, this actually happens to me a lot. Timmy Time, this probably does not happen to you so much. It's seeing the same person again and again during a Passing race. Passing you back and forth. So you pass them, they pass mm-hmm. you, you pass them, you go to an aid station, they okay. maybe not take as long, they pass you again. Got you. Over and over. It's like so it's So they're not necessarily face down. No. You're no, passing. You're not actually jumping over them. <laughs> you can push them down. You can push them down. And then jump over them. <laughs> yeah. So, but I think your answer was was yeah, swell. It was Thank way you. better. It was swell. That actually happens to me like almost every race. A leapfrog? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think yeah. you pass people. Did they pass you back? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it to me yeah. time. Because I'm not there to see you gotta, it. You got to set up to pounce. Oh, yeah. You do like oh. to pounce. Yeah, so you got to let it Like a spider. You think like a, some. Okay. All right. Here's the third one. Okay. This is a tough one. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're going to get this one to me time. Ooh. Probably not. We'll work together. Lotto stalk. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Lotto stalk. That's a lot of corn. Lotto stalk. Yeah. A lot of corn. A lot of corn. Lotto stalk. S T A L K. Stalk. Lotto. I mean, there's something to do with gambling. Lotto stalk. And wheat. No, not wheat. No, corn. Something about a uh, lottery ticket, maybe. A lottery ticket to. The corn stock race. <laughs> Is there a corn stock race? A corn or a maize? Stock. Corn maize what about race? The, the potato sack race. <laughs> yes. That's, yeah. That's a lot of stock. Yeah, that's, that's a lot, lot of, of stock. stock. That's a lot of stock. All right. All right. <laughs> what is it? It's a lottery to get into. Yeah. So in a lot of races like Western mm-hmm. states, you have to put your name in a lottery. In a lot of the marathons, Chicago mm-hmm. Marathon, New York. So that's our, that in. is it, lottery. So this is the process of checking your email every five minutes to see if you got <laughs> a spot in the race. Yeah. Or hoping you didn't. Or hoping you didn't. This is the lotto stalk. Oh, like I a stalker. Like it. a stalker. stalker. Oh. It's, okay. you know, I, it was the L, the stalk. The stalk. It's yeah. hard to say. I felt like maybe you were using a Danish word. I think if I'd had a, my Latvian yeah. friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He would have said it better. Would have helped. Would have helped. Would have helped. Okay, here's the next one. Point to point. Point to point, you say. Yes, I brought this one up for a reason. Yes, I feel like you run from point A to point B. Do you keep going? You don't come back. It's not in and out. Oh, it's, okay. it's not a what? It's not an in and out. <laughs> I love <laughs> 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 a, a 
In and out burgers. Going back. Out and back. <laughs> out and back. I was getting there. Yeah. Or, or a loop. Is, um, is neither of those. So you're just going to run from one point to another point. And okay. that's the, where the finish line is. As yeah. At that point. That is why we chose the Black Canyon 100 because it is a point to point. You never repeat the okay. same part. It's a non-straight line. It is a non-straight line, straight line. Mm-hmm. Yes. I gotcha. If that makes gotcha. any sense whatsoever. I think you got that right. Yes, okay. you did. Okay. Very well done. Very well done. Hopefully the big ass runner herd is learning along the way. They probably knew that one. <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. And you got to remember context is important. So running. Roadkill. 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 So not the roadkill I'm thinking of. <laughs> Could, I, be. Oh, Could be. Refer back to Leapfrog. <laughs> it is one of your opponents is now laying fi- face down. Okay. I guess they're not your opponents. What are they? That you're they're running just fellow runners. Fellow runners that yeah. you may or may not be trying to beat. Right. And they have gone face down. Once One of these is going to be people face down. <laughs> I just know you, it. <laughs> you're actually onto something. Okay. You're onto something. All right. So if I just keep going, I might get there. Uh, <laughs> which part am I on to? Um, <laughs> Well, this could, is there any people? This could include. This includes people. Okay, and it could, they could be face down. They've gotten run over. Ooh, people Close. that got run over in a race. Close. Sad. So this, I'm reading this word for word. Sadly, we're all sad at this mm-hmm. point. Okay, too many times we got a little pout going on over there. Sadly, a racer who has bonked or injured themselves and is lying alongside the trail or path. Oh, yep. that is sad. That's when you run by and say. Well, good help. <laughs> yeah. I'll Comfort call someone. station is right ahead. No, you uh, stop and help. It was close. It was the leapfrog. Yeah. This happened to me twice now. You did now. that at Bridgestone. I mean, at... Uh, yeah, it happened twice at Bridgeport, Bridgeport. and also happened at, at Tyler. Mm-hmm. Although he was not laying face down. He had just broken his finger. Yeah. Uh, I said, well, go that way. How do you break, break your finger running? When you fall and you oh, catch it uh, and you're sliding ow. and you catch it on something. Yeah. I think I'd just sit down and commiserate with them. Well, yeah. Why are we even here? <laughs> what are this we doing? This is so stupid. I told you guys. <laughs> Does Uber come out here? <laughs> Somebody get us a ride. He was he was handling it pretty well. He handled it just fine. And that lady at uh, Bridgeport? Yeah, we saw her, her afterwards. I thought she oh, broke her yeah. leg. We saw her afterwards and she was fine. Mm-hmm. What a badass. She Yeah, well, yeah big time. Big, wow. She somehow beat me to the finish. <laughs> With a broken <laughs> leg. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> she didn't beat you to the finish. Yeah, she did. She did. She yeah. had to take a shortcut because you left her. Uh, I didn't leave her. <laughs> she well, didn't leapfrog you. No. Did okay, you, first of all, I didn't leave. Le- you left her. I left her, but after making <laughs> she sure she was you. okay. Dude, you said you stopped for two seconds. <laughs> no, I did not. Looked at her and said, get out of my way. Strong, you leapfrogged her. Check my Strava. You'll see that there's one mile that was about seven minutes longer there you than the go. other. I know Jeff pretty how well. Did you, you don't remember her passing you? Well, how did she get to the finish before me? I think she took a shortcut. Well, she still finished before me. That's, <laughs> Either that's way, the point. she was there before Jeff. Now, this next one, <laughs> this next one, Timmy Time has seen firsthand. Oh. All right, you ready for this, Marcy? Yes. Rungry. Oh, oh, it's probably like, I think I'm the one who actually started hangry. Yeah. And I think Rungry is running hungry. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I, the, I have honestly never heard Rungry. Well, you have now. Running Ooh. can make us insanely hungry. I'm reading the official definition. Running can make us insanely hungry. Feed us or else it's on you when we get feisty, snarky, or downright ornery. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's who I live with and who I run with. Oh, yes. we both We get, will yep. turn on Tim in a heartbeat mm-hmm. when we're hungry. So quick. Tim keeps yeah. snacks for yep. me at all times, just in his little pocket. He's probably got something in his little big ass runner sweatshirt okay. right now. In just case one of us gets hungry. <laughs> don't bring my eggs late. That's all I got to say. Oh, right, time. What was that? Bread? What was it called? Breadwinners. Breadwinners. Oh. Well, we ran a half marathon. Yeah. It was super hot. Was it the one that was really hot? Mm-hmm. Mm. We go to Breadwinners for breakfast, and it's like what noon? <laughs> noon. <laughs> and everyone nice else has patio. their food. I got my food early. Yeah, and I, I, I ordered eggs, and they st- I just went super out, complicated. I just went to the kitchen and asked me where, where my eggs seven were. times. Yeah, <laughs> where are my eggs? Sticking eggs. Yeah, I feel uh, you. I what feel about you. eggs? Okay, you got that one right. All right. 
Here's a, this is an acronym or is this an acronym? I don't know. It's three letters, whatever that's called. D F L D F L. (sighs) Didn't finish last. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually the opposite of that. Did finish last. (laughs) Don't finish last. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Uh, Died finishing last. <laughs> As always, yours are better. <laughs> what is Dead it? freaking last. Uh, Sometimes people don't say freaking. They say no, more, a yeah, more, yeah. A more uh, strong word. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Uh, well, Jeff, we honestly have a better chance of DFL than winning. True. I could definitely DFL. True. You should try it. <laughs> On a 5K. <laughs> you know i i uh, in the interview earlier actually a last week's episode with chris he said this and i agree with him 5ks are worse than longer races they hurt worse mm-hmm, why what are you doing because you're sprinting and you're oh, like you guys you're are dying. doing it wrong you are totally doing it wrong not if you're dfling oh, if you're true. dfling it's just a stroll baby yeah. it's just a stroll it's a walk in the park for that's real. a good point. That's a very good point. Why don't we just roadkill? We should listen to Marcy. I know. I think I'm happier than you all. <laughs> oh, there's no doubt about that. All right, this is the last one. You're doing so well. Okay. I feel like Marcy, you have progressed. I feel like I have too. You, you're really doing well. Plus, Tim's helping me over here. I feel like he's well, sending me good juju. He is. And Plus, he's got they got the hair. Well, the hair. You no, know, the, the hair's hair. one, and then he's got a, this cool little hat. bandera. Yeah. What's he? What do you call that? A beanie, a beanie hat, a beanie, or cut t- off the ball, or toboggan. Okay. What about the? Cut off the what? I cut off the ball. He castrated oh, yeah. had a little, his beanie. Had a little, <laughs> castrated the beanie. A be- <laughs> so for you that are listening, what we're talking about is the beanie had a little one of those little balls on top. Fuzzy ball. The fuzzy what ball. What are they called, Mars? Fuzzy ball. Kind of like what you guys saw at Jackass, right? A fuzzy ball. <laughs> and you, you cut it right Not off. Not that kind of ball. You cut it right off. Yeah. Cut it right off. Cut it right off. All right. This is the last one. Dirt nap. Dirt nap. Oh, we yeah. have finally gotten to it. When you are down, you have fallen. Your face is down in the dirt. There's people leapfrogging you at this point. <laughs> it is road kills. You are road you. kill. You dirt nap done. <laughs> Boom. Where's my button? I think uh, dirt nap please. is. I think <laughs> the wrong button. <laughs> I, I think there dirt nap is kilter worse. Kilter worse. Yeah, you, you've been kilter worse. No, dirt nap just means you lie down on the side of the trail. And you close your eyes for a few moments. It's a recharge. But to the un- uninitiated, it looks like a fatal accident waiting to happen. I'm going to mm-hmm. send you a picture yeah. of my dirt nap. I sent it to you a long time ago. That's true. And I'll send it to you and you can put it on uh, your... On the Instagrams? On the Instas. Yeah. Did you take a dirt nap on the 100? The 100K? Mm-hmm. I did not. I did not. I don't know if I'd get up. Well, yeah. no, probably not. That's why I didn't. Yeah. I sat in the chair three times That's for all? maybe a minute. Well, I had to change my socks and shoes. Yeah. So I also had a chair, actually Stephen's chair that we borrowed. And so I'd sit down, I'd drink my Rockstar recovery drink. And I love those. Oh, they're delicious. Orange. Oh, the orange mm, ones. Delicious. It's the best. Non-carbonated. You can just slam they them. just they're slam so them. Good. And it's then like I changed my shoes and socks and my nutrition and off I went. You can't You know your meal sucks really bad when you call it nutrition. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to ever have a meal called nutrition. (laughs) What are we eating tonight? Nutrition. Nutrition. Mm, That's gonna be satisfying. You know, for Valentine's, (laughs) Timmy and I went to a romantic restaurant and had nutrition. Nutrition. <laughs> mm, I'll have that. It's definitely not what you call something you get like when you're at a game at the snack bar. You don't Some get nutrition. nutrition. No. There's no nutrition. Oh, no, that's a terrible name for a meal. Well, great job, Marcy. I feel <laughs> like you've you. really progressed. I'm Tim, trying. thanks for the support you're over welcome. there. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Marcy Baser. <laughs> Bye.
Well, believe it or not, that is the end of episode number 84 of The Big Ass Runner. Big thanks to everyone who joined the show. Thanks for Dr. Lisa for just doling out those wisdom nuggets and great advice as always. Also, big thanks to the Bazers for joining us for Tim and Marcy both. And Marcy doing pretty well learning. She's coming along. We're very, very proud of her. Also want to say a big thanks to our sponsors. You know, we only sponsor with products we love and companies we love run by people that we love. And that's true for all three sponsors. Path Projects, I wore all their gear on my 100K back on February 12th. If you have not gotten their new t-shirts, you got to get them now before they sell out. They are awesome. I wore one of each when I did the run. It was amazing. Also, GetSaltyBritches.com. Go there, get their chafing ointment, and get 20% off by putting in Big Ass Runner, one word. That's Get Salty Britches, the best chafing cream around. And then finally, I just got a brand new Vander jacket. Runstoppable Mo requested a photo. I will I will get one on the Instagrams because it is probably my favorite of the three that I have, plus my vest. This may be my favorite. They're all great. Hard to pick. It's like picking a favorite child, honestly. But I really, really love this new jacket that I got from Vander Jacket. VanderJacket.com. Great running jackets. Great running vests. Check them out. Well, again, thanks to everyone involved with this show. Really, really appreciate you listening. Also, big thanks, as always, to the person that makes us sound good, Steve Summer Sausage Saunders, our audio engineer. Well, with that, get out there, hit those trails, and keep running your asses off. Nice. Too bad I didn't actually hook it up to the computer so it's not playing onto the recording. That's okay. (laughs) Steve will help us out there. Here I come to save the day. That means that Steve Summer Sausage Saunders is on the way.